And welcome to another episode of the Left, Right of Center. My name is Sam Dean and my co-host is Nick Madden. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the COVID vaccine, um, a little bit about the vaccines, uh, the different types of them, and uh, a little bit about how uh, me and Nick feel about us getting them. Um, maybe how you guys feel about them. Um, so we're going to talk about Biden's economic plan, a little bit about that. And then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, I did want to uh, give a little shout out. Uh, we, on podcasts, you're able to get a little bit of a breakdown of uh, who uh, is watching you and where they're watching from. So they'll give a little indication about like the, like whether like uh, what genders are listening to you and where in the United States they're listening to you, listening to you, what ages they are. And uh, and going back and looking at the people that are listening to me and Nick, they are like 75% women. And so I kind of wanted to uh, acknowledge that. And I also wanted to give a little shout out to women out there and uh, say uh, thank you for listening to me and Nick. Um, me and Nick have been uh, off the air for a little while. Um, I've been moving and trying to find uh, going into my uh, my new career, uh, which has kind of taken away some of that time. But uh, I moved now, and uh, me and Nick are going to be uh, doing this a little bit more often again. Okay. All right. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing all right. How's it going, my friend? I am hanging in there. Uh, very happy to be on the other side of we're well we're not gonna screw donald trump this 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 uh this conversation no mention of donald trump he can go fuck himself like we're gonna talk about other stuff today vaccine where are you at man well i mean i'm kind of it's like what happened with the swine flu right i don't do I don't know if you remember when we were in the Navy, but I got that uh, swine flu drip, the nasal drip, and I had some really serious side effects from it. Put me in quarantine for uh, yeah, nasal about drip. a month. What are you talking about? I thought you were given like you a pill. No, no, no. I got the nasal drip. They put me on the pills after the nasal drip because I had that serious side effects. My heart was going it was feeling weird and i got really sick it was it was just bad I lost like 30 pounds it was just bad so i mean i understand the the reason why we need the vaccine i i just would wait to get it just to see um if anyone's or anybody's having uh serious side effects Last time I checked, there's only been two people with related deaths to the vaccine. And I don't know if that was the which one it was. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're I know that they like they're closely associated, like with them getting the vaccine, but they don't know whether or not it was due to the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. The only reactions I've seen are um, like allergic reactions um, or a couple people having uh, like anaphylactic reaction, which is like a strong allergic reaction. Uh, and I've seen that. 
but they like when that first started happening, they uh, they started putting uh, a little bit more restrictions on it. So like if like you're prone to having allergic reactions, then maybe your provider might be less likely to recommend you getting getting vaccinated, at least at this time. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I'm so iffy when it comes to shots. Like, I never get the flu shot. I I don't mind getting shots. I just don't like getting uh, certain ones because I always get, like, the worst end of it all the time. And it, it's almost like I'd rather take the risk of just having it and not having the vaccine. But I, I want to wait a little bit more um i feel like they pushed them out fairly quickly which is probably a good and bad like i i still want to see you know longer uh, productivity of of the vaccines before i consider myself just going out and getting a, getting it done no i get that i'm just uh well you know how they were able to to pump it out so quickly well they did pump it out really quickly but if you notice like all the so many different companies have come out with vaccines like in that short period of time uh it's basically just technology's getting better each time you know uh so i mean with with these vaccines not all of them but some of them used a, a technology for vaccines that they've They've never used for vaccines before. They've used before for other um, for other applications, um, but uh, this is the first time they've ever used it in a vaccine, which was uh, like mRNA. And um, for people that don't know, um, I'll give you like a very quick tutorial on how like something gets made in your cells. Um, uh, you have any cell in your body or most cells in your body. Uh, you have your cell and then inside your cell, you have a nucleus inside your nucleus is all your DNA for everything, for everything. It's your entire genetic makeup. And when your cell wants to make something, what it does is that DNA is copied. That copy of the DNA leaves the nucleus and when it leaves the nucleus, it becomes mRNA. That mRNA does not go back into the nucleus, so it does not interact with your your whole genetic code. It stays outside the nucleus, so it does not like change your DNA or anything like that. It remains outside the nucleus. And so what happens is that mRNA then gets read by uh, a you by basically a piece of machinery, a cellular piece of machinery inside of your cell, which is called the ribosome, and it becomes a product of the cell. Most products of a cell are proteins. And so what these mRNA vaccines are, are doing is they are getting mRNA into your cell, and then your cell is basically making that product. And what that product is for these vaccines is a protein that they find, or at least one protein that they have found on the coronavirus. So basically, it's not introducing the virus at all to you. It's just introducing a little piece of protein that they find 
on the on the virus so that your immune system can recognize that protein and go oh <laughs> this isn't supposed to be here let's let's make some basically some antibodies against this protein so that if the virus ever does get in there which does have that same protein on it it'll recognize it and go oh we got we got to kill this and and that's how these new vaccines are working um and what's super interesting because like you got to find a way to get it into the cell in order for this to occur. Um, and there's different ways to do that. But with this one, what they do or did is they, they basically just had a, it's a lipid. It's a fat that basically gets absorbed into the cell with this mRNA inside of it, which is at least from like a, a nerd standpoint was pretty cool. I was trying to figure out how they were doing it. And uh, I guess that's how they did it. Um, but just to let everybody know, doesn't, uh, doesn't affect your DNA, does not change your DNA. Um, and it is, there is no part, the, no, the virus is not injected into you at all with those types of vaccines, which are uh, the uh, Pfizer and the Moderna one. So layman's terms, it's basically just giving your DNA uh, or your, um, your body a blueprint on how to protect itself from the virus by allowing your DNA to kind of replicate that blueprint so it recognizes the virus in your body, right? It doesn't touch the DNA at all. It doesn't? Oh, okay. Well, I no. thought you said DNA, but no. No, the, like explaining how like a normal, like like a product is made, like, um, so say like your a cell in your pancreas wants to make insulin. Like what would happen is like, something is copied like to turn on basically different things like in the nucleus. <laughs> so it messes with your DNA in order to turn different things on. But when you have a copy of uh, your DNA uh, that's gonna give instructions to your cell, when it leaves the nucleus, it becomes mRNA. mRNA never goes back into the nucleus and interacts with the DNA again. It just stays out in the cell and is then read outside of the cell, uh, outside of the nucleus. Uh, and so it uh, then it creates a product. It, it is able to become a product when, it, when the mRNA is read. Uh, so it doesn't interact with your DNA, does not uh, cause your DNA to change. So there's no like uh, uh, genetic, it's not genetic therapy, it's nothing like that. Your, your DNA, your whole genetic makeup will remain the same after you get that thing, which I know some people were worried about. They were worried that this vaccine was going to change their DNA, and it, it doesn't do that. Yeah, so you're not going to have superpowers or grow a third eye or no extra no fingers or toes. Except, except, some, uh, except uh, what's it called, uh, uh, some protection against the coronavirus. <laughs> That's your superpower. So I did hear a doctor um, say that he had, and one that works with the CDC closely with um, viral uh, vaccinations, he was saying that um, they were trying to do an experiment where they were only giving vaccines to those that have um, immunocompromised bodies. So like the older generation geriatrics, people with like 
um, immune diseases because he was saying that those that are younger are able to probably fight it off a little bit better, but the the vaccine should be more for those people that don't have good immune systems and yeah. are probably at a very high risk. So it'd be more beneficial for them to take it now as opposed to start getting vaccines to those that are somewhat healthy or are not in that high risk category. How does that um, play into, can you explain why um, immunocompromised people would, would want to get the virus over someone that's fairly healthy? Like what's the reasoning you the, behind you mean, you mean the vaccine? Yes, the vaccine. Well, I mean, it just puts the uh, people, they're finding that people, uh, some of those people are at greater risk, basically, with the coronavirus. So, I mean, uh, the coronavirus is showing to uh, more negatively affect the the elderly and people with uh, uh, certain pre-existing conditions. Uh, and so you'd want to you'd want to protect those people that are more likely to die or be significantly affected by the coronavirus before other people that aren't being as affected as much, which, and like, I mean, and it should be that way, in my, in my opinion. So, I mean, uh, I mean, in this instance, it is older people that are being affected more uh, with this coronavirus infection than younger people. Younger people are having far fewer effects of it. But I mean, like, if you look at like polio, po polio was affecting like younger children, like younger. way more than it was affecting older adults. And so in that case, the children should have been the ones that were of the biggest concern. But in this instance, it's older people uh, and people with certain pre-existing conditions, you know, so protect those people that are most vulnerable, you know. So does that mean that those that are healthier are more likely to develop a natural resistance versus what you get when you get the vaccine? No, no, no. I actually, I mean, so somebody who's immunocompromised, I mean, I haven't read this, but just based on somebody who's immunocompromised, basically their immune system is not functioning at the level that it should be. So it's diminished in its effectiveness. And so uh, somebody who is given a vaccine, which requires their immune system to form uh, antibodies in order to protect themselves, their immune system actually might not produce as much as somebody who is healthy. Like, so it's, it may actually not be as effective in that degree for that person, but that person is at a greater risk of dying from getting the coronavirus. So protect them with the vaccine as much as you can. Uh, I mean, so um, natural immunity, I mean, I think you're just talking about somebody getting infected, like with the actual virus versus getting the vaccine, right? Well, now they're saying that you're with the, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're saying that those that have gotten it are still likely to get it again, just because it, your protection isn't. But it's not like the flu or or no, it's it's similar to the flu. It's constantly changing. So you're not really getting um, 
your resistance from it for long periods of time. It's only lasting for so long before you get the other part of it or it's changing again. I didn't really understand that because I thought, you know, like you get it and then it goes away. You would have your body would have some form of recognition the next time that you get it. Right. It depends. So, I mean, I actually I haven't looked into this in a little while. I did a while ago, though, when they were trying to figure out like how long your immunity potentially could be for uh, if you were infected with it. And well, it's they were, three to six months. That's the last um, post I looked at from the CDC was three to six months. Three to six months is yeah. your resistance before you're likely to get it again. Or if you do get it, it's somewhere in between that three to six months mark is what they're seeing. Well, uh, okay. So, but there's different types though. So like, Right. I was seeing I was seeing months with regard to that's what I was seeing the last time I checked and that was a, that was a little while ago, uh, but there's uh, neutralizing immunity and there's like protective immunity. So like neutralizing being like okay you were infected you created uh, a defense against it okay in a month you became exposed again and you were infected again but your immune system just kicks the shit out of it. It's done. You don't even, you might not even feel it that you were ever infected again, but a protective immunity is, uh, okay. You were infected a while ago. It's been, it's been several months. Uh, now, uh, you were infected again. You feel sick. You got sick from it, but it protected you from having like severe symptoms. Uh, and that's actually, and I don't know if they know how long that'll last for. That's what I that's what I was looking at last time. Is they don't know how long that protective immunity will last for. I'd have to research it in order to see honestly, like uh, what they're finding right now. Yeah, but so, I mean that's part of what the vaccine's trying to do too. It's not just trying to like neutralize it, never feel it. Part of what it's trying to do is it's trying it's trying to prevent you from getting so ill. That you need to be hospitalized, that you and that you may die. So it's trying to protect you against that as well. Now, a couple of these vaccines, um, I believe, have a two-shot, uh, two-part shot that you have to get. And now they're doing the last time um, I checked yesterday. I believe it's the Pfizer. They're giving you uh, your first shot. And then you get another shot months later. Or at least that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to weeks. space it out. Yeah. Well, the the one I saw. Um, let me see if I can find my source again. But I believe it. They said the Pfizer was. Um, they're trying to push it to um, a month before you get your next one. I haven't heard that yet. I, I know some people that have, I know at least one person who's gotten the Pfizer. And it was a couple weeks. Uh, it was recent too. It was within this within a month. Uh, it's Pfizer and Moderna. Moderna. They're the two mRNA ones. Yeah. So, and that those are made by Johnson and Johnson or. 
I believe I don't know if they're this. I don't know if they're integrated or not. I know Johnson and Johnson's has has another vaccine that they're trying to get approved right now. Uh, and so the the Pfizer and the Moderna one, it's two shots. And tech. Who is? Um, the Pfizer and Moderna. BioNTech, I guess that's the one of the companies that's um, oh. working with Pfizer to make it. Make it what? Oh, um, to make it? The, to, to produce yeah. it? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, they, they're probably just producing it just to, just to mass production, if I had to guess. So Pfizer came up, like, developed the vaccine. And they're basically just getting help with lab space and stuff like that in order to produce it. That's actually what Russia is doing. Russia uh, created a vaccine. Surprisingly, and I, dude, I'm going to get the vaccine. Like as soon as I get the chance, if I can get the Pfizer or Moderna one, like I would prefer the Pfizer one, I guess. But uh, uh, the Moderna one was showing to have like stronger, like potential, like. allergic reactions than the Pfizer was, but both are effective. I'll take either one. Um, but Russia created a vaccine and I would never fucking take a vaccine from Russia, man. You couldn't pay me to take a vaccine from Russia. Like, but surprisingly the evidence so far from other independent sources are showing that it's actually effective. And what they're doing is instead of, like producing it and then selling it to other countries. What they're doing is they're just selling the plans of how to make it to these countries so that they can make it themselves. Uh, so basically, so Pfizer might be doing that with that other company, at least just like helping them to produce more because I mean, the more space you have, the more equipment you have, the more you can make and millions and millions and millions of doses are required right now. So the Pfizer, um, the second dose is 21 days apart. The Moderna is one month to a month and 28 days apart from your first shot. I didn't know that about Moderna. Yeah, um, I was reading that um, Moderna, they're seeing, what they did at first was they were giving people their second dose shot. Um, like two weeks or three weeks out from the first one. Mm -hmm. And in one of their studies, they saw that the people that were getting their second dose shot were still getting infected. So what they were doing was the one month, they were doing the shot first and then they wait a month. And the group that was waiting a month was, was less likely to develop, um, or I guess it gave their body more time to develop a form of resistance against it. So giving yeah. them the two-part shot kind of uh, took away of of their body's ability to kind of develop a resistance towards the the virus itself. Yeah, I didn't know it was that long. I didn't know it was a month. Uh, yeah, well, they're pushing it now. There's a the company Moderna is actually trying to push the second shot out even further. Okay. Even further? Yeah, because they're trying to, what they're, supposedly, the company is trying to push out 
more first dose vaccine shots oh, and I then see. giving and the get- second dose to those that are high risk so that yeah, more well, people I mean, are able to get the vaccine but those that are high risk are getting that second dose shot i wonder if they're doing that because it's more effective or if there's been a discussion going on of like uh do we protect everybody at a lower rate like uh I don't, know, I don't know if it was, there. yeah i don't know if that was pfizer or not but like with regard to like okay, one shot basically protects you about 50-something percent, but then the second shot is what gets you up to the 95% like protective uh, protection. Uh, but they were discussing that. Do we do we make everybody a, or a larger amount of people somewhat protected, or do we make a smaller group very protected? Uh, so I know that's – I'm wondering if that's what Moderna is doing. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one thing that kind of like blew me away, right, is because like when they come out with like vaccines or shots to certain viruses and, and diseases, there's clinical trials for years prior to them pulling out, you know, and, and becoming out in the market. Right now, we're kind of our clinical trials are technically what we're doing now. No, People no. Getting them. No, no. Yeah, they, are, it takes, they already still, did the clinical trial. Learning about the not not like what they do with other vaccines, though, because I mean they push this vaccine out pretty quickly. It takes a long time for them to do clinical trials. Like you're supposed to put years into clinical trials before it becomes out in the public. That's why a lot of their it's not a, vaccine it's not a matter of time. results are changing. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of uh, uh, so your data. So uh, they were able to come out with these vaccines just over time. Well, they were able to come out with these vaccines um, partly uh, with regard to, uh, I mean, so like Pfizer and Moderna, because they had the genetic code. China gave them the genetic code for the virus. And so they basically were able to use that genetic code figure out like proteins, uh, at least a protein that they can use to create an immune response. And uh, so it was a lot easier for them. So, I mean, if you know, if you know the DNA, you can know what the mRNA is going to be. I don't want to get into, (laughs) I don't want to try to explain how you, how you do that. It's basically just a copy of the DNA. So you can know what you can know what the mRNA would be. So you create the mRNA, you put it into the cell, and you basically are able to make make your cells make the protein to to have your immune system respond to. Uh, and so that's partly how they were able to make it so fast. Uh, also, I mean, uh, technology has gotten better over the years. Uh, this is a... Uh, global thing that all of a sudden just hit us and so you're having a huge amount of time and resources going towards this and and with regard to at least a little bit of the speed up they did ask for uh the emergency uh funding no well i i think that they might have some of the people did get funding from the government but not all of them uh pfizer i believe didn't 
uh, I'm not positive on that, but um, they got emergency, uh, what's the, basically they were able to be looked at quicker by the uh, FDA because they asked for emergency approval uh, because of the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. But with regard to, with regard to like clinical trials, no, they did that. They they did they did multiple steps. They actually uh, Trump was trying to push it out quicker than what they were saying they were gonna. And Pfizer, those companies actually had to push back and say, no, we will not release this until all of these clinical trials, all these steps in these clinical trials are performed. And one thing that actually helps with those trials is um, number of people that were willing to be a part of the, uh, what's it called? A part of the, of those trials who were willing to be injected with it, but also the number of cases. So because the number of cases in the United States of COVID-19 were going up, they were actually able to tell quicker that the vaccine was actually working in the people that had been injected with it because so many more people were going to potentially be exposed to the to the virus due to the number of cases. No, but they definitely did those clinical trials. They did not just this you were anybody who gets the shot right now is not in the middle of a clinical trial. You were in the, you were you were you were in the middle of a rollout of a vaccine that has been clinic gone through clinical trials. I understand people's fear with regard to it and with regard to it coming out fast and not everybody hasn't gotten the vaccine. So there's still people that are going to potentially potentially have some other reaction or something like that. So I get that hesitance. I totally get that. But you're not in the middle of a clinical trial. <laughs> Don't feel like you're a lab experiment because you're not. So now we know uh, the two major vaccines that are getting pushed out. Um, I haven't seen any super serious side effects. Like I said earlier, there was two deaths that they were supposedly looking into to see if they were related to the vaccines. Mm -hmm. um, as far as side effects goes, it's pretty standard. I, I don't see anything outside of what uh, what most people would get from a, like a flu shot or a tender at the sore at the, the site of the shot, minor headaches, you know, just there's I'm not seeing anything too crazy with the side effects to really push people away from getting a vaccine. Um, have you seen anything different from that? Uh, not really. The only thing that I've, I've seen that maybe is, is slightly different than like what you would expect, like with a, like another vaccine that you've been given over time is, uh, I've heard that the, uh, the first shot, at least with, with regard to the Pfizer one, which is what I know more about the Pfizer one. Uh, the first shot gives you those little, yeah, a little pain in your arm, like maybe a little bit of something. But I've heard that the second shot can actually make you uh, more sick than maybe you would more than just like, oh, I feel a little something like you might actually feel sick from that one. Uh, but other than something like that, 
Um, and some vaccines can make you can make you sick or make you feel sick because you're you're making your body's immune system rev up, and that's what you're feeling. Um, but other than that, uh, I haven't seen any any other like crazy side effects or anything like that. Just those some of those allergic reactions in in, in a couple people. Now with the these shots, or at least the the Pfizer and the Moderna. Um, there's the two part shot. So if someone got the Pfizer and they didn't like it or they didn't like how it made them feel, would it be okay if they took the Moderna for the second shot? I've heard they recommend for that not to occur. They recommending if you get, if you get one, get, get the, get the, the second one, the same, the same, the same type. Uh, yeah. The, you were talking about like two part shots and stuff like that. There is one that they're working on right now that they're trying to get an emergency. Is one. Which one? Is it the one that they're trying to do for just the one part shot? Yeah, the Johnson and Johnson one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I thought they were under some real major scrutiny with their baby powder causing cancer and stuff like i don't know if i'd want to get a shot from johnson and johnson after that debacle well johnson and johnson has like a billion products <laughs> i mean like anything like i'm not saying that like it's not serious like with regard to like i mean maybe with that like uh i i'm actually like i'm happy i did i stopped using like you know that like like shower to shower stuff. The, you know, are you talking about like, like body wash or? It's like a powder. Oh no, I don't I don't put powder on me. <laughs> My dad, when I was a kid, like would be like he's like he's like oh yeah you got to put it on your nuts basically like to to keep the moisture down and stuff like that so like you don't like get like jock itch. So when I was a kid, that's what I used to do, but then I stopped doing it and then. I'm happy I stopped doing that. I don't, I don't put cancer on my nuts. Like Yeah, my but, dad used to do it with cornstarch. It's like, are you trying to make pancakes down there? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm good. Like, I've never I, – I'm usually not like, oh, man, I'm so swampy down there that I – oh, yeah, yeah, give me some powder to absorb all this, you know? Like, no, I'm, I'm usually – I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. The temperature down there is good for me. I, I wear breathable clothes, so I'm not sitting there making pancakes or, you know, sweating up a storm down there. I just, the thought of putting powder on your nuts just kind of throws me away. Like, if you got jock itch and stuff, you know, try putting your underwear on without using your feet touching your underwear. Like, I, I had always, my old, you know, uh, my grandma's like if you don't want to have jockage you know in your feet you got athlete's foot don't don't put your feet or don't let your feet touch your underwear because then it'll go to your your nuts you know i i i've never read anything on that but i mean it is it's a it's a i know we're getting off topic but it is a fungus like yeah. it's, so like you can have that fungus anywhere actually so i mean like uh I'm not sure if it's the exact same type of fungus. I'd have to look it up. But I mean, like, so like jock itch, uh, athlete's foot, 
ringworm, uh, they're all funguses. Like, and you use basically the exact same thing to get rid of them. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they spread from one area to the other. I'd actually have to look that up, but same thing to take care of them all. Yeah. So we've talked about the vaccine. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the virus itself. Have we, in your opinion, have we kind of made it through like the red alert phase? Like, are we starting to slow down a little bit? Who the hell knows, man? I mean, I mean, they, they're saying that the number of cases and stuff like that, that it appears that it appears that right now things are slowing down, but they're still very high. Like so and they're noticing it across the board, like I think like in hospitalizations and, and deaths and stuff like that. So they're noticing a slowdown at the moment, like but they're still high. Like who knows? So, I mean, you're having all these different types of variants that are coming out. Uh, and at the moment, the, these vaccines, some of them at least, uh, so like the Pfizer and the Moderna one, they're sh still showing that they are uh, being effective at helping to uh, protect you from the infection. But who knows? I mean, all of a sudden there's a variant that comes out that – doesn't that th these vaccines don't protect you against and now all of a sudden we have another another problem on our hands uh, so honestly the faster we get vaccinated as a as a whole world honestly like but uh the quicker we get vaccinated the less likely you're going to have as many variants out there um I am. I'm curious to see what this these these types of vaccines end up becoming. I'm curious if they end up becoming like a flu vaccine, like we're like you get it every year because different variants are out there that are that are causing issues. That may be what it is. You get your flu and COVID vaccine at the same time, maybe. But it also, you know, goes to say that if you manage your health properly you know you drink plenty of water you eat good food you know that all plays into your immune system as well i mean I, it's not gonna like protect you 100 percent, but if you're like that type of person where you're paranoid about it you can kind of lessen your paranoia down by at least changing your health diet and um a little bit of exercise and, and, and drink some water, for Christ's sake. I mean, I see so many people that don't drink water and they are constantly sick. You know, I being an athlete myself, I, I always drink water and, you know, oh, we don't were just lie. Don't lie. There's been like, for like two weeks, I wasn't drinking enough water. But, I mean, since then, I've been drinking a gallon of water a day. And um, I feel I feel better. I definitely feel better. Um, I think I'm still they, on the fence about the vaccine, though. Like I will do everything I can to manage my own health. If I have to get the vaccine, I will. I, I'm just gonna wait a little bit. You know, I don't. I. I never get the flu shot and I rarely ever get sick. And I'm not saying that has any connection whatsoever. I just, I tend to 
manage my health better than most people. So, um, you know, I, I feel fairly safe and I might consider getting the vaccine just because of how um, bad this virus has been. I mean, my dad's gotten Corona like three times already. Has he been tested for it? Yeah. And he's gotten it. The first time he thought he was going to die. <laughs> the second time was not nearly as bad. And then this last time he didn't even know he had it. What's he doing? Uh, he's a, a taxi driver. Like, not oh, like a, a taxi a driver. It, it's more like a high. I, I forget what you would want to call like people that don't want to go in a taxi so they hire like a um like an escort service basically it's his own business where he like will drive you know six hours for people and they're in a nice fucking truck and they got like you know they're they're catered to and spoiled <laughs> so he's but basically he's to, like, yeah go ahead he's he's basically in uh being exposed to a little bit more of the general public like regular yeah, definitely. And, you know, he has to take precautions himself, but I mean, he's doing everything he can. Like people are avoiding um, airplanes and they're, you know, they're doing the longer driving and, you know, his business is doing better. But again, it's come out of cost. You know, he's gotten coronavirus three times. And, <laughs> um, I worry about him just because he has... Um, heart issue as well you know and yeah. he smoked cigarettes for like 25 years probably longer than that um he was a pretty heavy drinker for a long time you know like he's he's in that and he's up in age man he's you know he's definitely in that risk category especially if you've got it more than once you know well, that, like, probably, that probably helps him honestly just because i mean he he's probably created uh, so, I mean, like what you were saying, like that first time, uh, like then the, the, it was really bad. The second time, not as bad. I mean, you kind of you see a little bit of like what your immune system potentially is doing right there. It's still, I mean, I don't think people can rely on that just because no, we, don't really know we don't know what it's, we don't know how good of, uh, of an immunity or not even any protection basically that your body creates from being infected yet. We don't really know. We don't really know about it yet enough about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel you with regard to being hesitant about it. I, at first I was more hesitant, but now, I mean, like millions of people are going to, are, are already gotten it. And so uh, honestly, I'm I'm down, man. The first chance I get to, that they're like, "Hey, do you want this vaccine?" I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, fucking give it to me. I want it right now." Like, cause I I don't want to get to the point where I don't have to wear a mask outside. I'm fucking tired of doing that shit. Yeah, I'll do it, but I'm tired of it. I I like I I like to go out there and not be like, "Oh shit, I've got this thing that makes me when I sneeze, I have fucking like like." my face is now moist and like, I feel all the snot and shit like in my mask against my face. I'm kind of cool. Like I want to get past that. Uh, I don't want to, I have never been a germaphobe ever, ever. Like 
now, like, I, I touch anything when I go outside. I got to put fucking hand sanitizer on. Like, every time I come home, I got to wash my hands and shit like that because I'm worried something might happen. Like, like I, I want to go back to not washing my hands constantly or putting it, having fucking, I have hand sanitizer in my car. Like, probably like mo- a lot of people do. Like, I don't fucking want that shit there. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to do that every time I get out and like out of my car. And I'm, I just want to move past it. Uh, I do, I do understand the fear though. Yeah. It's getting quite annoying, especially working on a military base. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's probably the most annoying thing on the planet, honestly. And, (laughs) <laughs> and what's going to happen if you do get the shot? Do you have to like wear a t-shirt that says I'm vaccinated? So stop asking. <laughs> so, 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 so don't be mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they, they're actually, they're recommending actually at the moment uh, that if you've gotten the vaccine to still wear a mask because they, they still don't know uh, if, you were infected with it so you might you might have very diminished uh symptoms from it you might not even feel that you were infected with it they don't know right now whether or not you're still able to infect other people with it so like while you're protected against it they're saying still wear it we're still figuring out whether like how infectious you could be if you're infected with it even after you've been vaccinated like so we have to get a fair amount of people vaccinated before we can actually go back to normal life of uh no masks and everybody giving each other dirty looks when they're not fucking wearing masks like uh, yeah i'm hoping by december time frame that we can do this like but who, who knows you know and that's if we ever get back to any form of normality. I kind of feel like we're veered away from the good old days of walking around. I, I, I kind of feel like it's somewhat done. Like, I definitely feel like movie theaters are probably going to be no longer available like they used to be. I mean, I'm... I'm, I've always been a germaphobe, so like it, it, it doesn't really change my life. But it, <laughs> it uh, to see other people, like I can okay. understand why they, yeah, like it's a big change for a lot of people that don't notice things. Like I work with guys every day that don't even wash their hands after they get done taking a shit. You know, like <laughs> so people are like. You know, it's and these are the people that don't get sick, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. it irritates the hell out of me because I'm like, you nasty son of a bitch, you know, like wash your hands. That's the way you got to do it, man. Not, yeah, not with the shitting least, part. The shitting part's kind of gross. But like you, you don't wash your hands. You're exposed all the time. So your body's able to make like immune uh, an immune response. Like I never touch the the rails of a escalator. Never, Ugh, dude. That would, that would make me just oh god, dude. That would just like make me puke. I I I hate touching like doors and stuff. Like I try to use my. Granted, you can't always not touch a door, but 
If it's one of those push doors, I normally use my foot or my elbow to open the door just because I don't like touching. Just seeing so many people not wash their hands after their bathroom, just like, oh, God, dude, it makes me sick. I, I, I've never been that way for the most part, except in the, at least normally, like coming out of a bathroom, like, like, everybody's got done touching their junk like and so like or wiping their ass or something like that like i try not to touch that one but like other than that i've never worried about it i i did i i can actually remember i did come out of the new york city subway and i felt like i needed a shower after that like i i don't again i'm we were in the service. I was in the pit, fucking sweating and around people like gross people and like crawling through disgusting things in the village. Like never bothered me. But when I went to into that subway, man, I went to go push the button on the screen to get my ticket, and there was a booger right where like right where the button was to that I had to touch. So I'm like trying to I had to push around it. And I'm walking around in there, and it's fucking disgusting. Like, when I got home, I pissed myself. <laughs> Have you been in the New York City subway before? I, I don't go to subways, though. The closest thing I've ever been to is the fast food restaurant called a subway. I no, do not no, like no. Not, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was saying, not the, not the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I don't no way, dude. That, I would have a, an anxiety attack of epic proportions. <laughs> I, I do not like being uh, in large uh, grouping areas. Like it, it, it just it fucks with me. Uh, I don't like it, and um, just in there. Oh God, dude. I, I, I'd be. Like, have you ever seen the TV show Monk? Yeah. So I'm not on that extreme, but I'm kind of that bad. I, I I try to avoid every personal contact I can. I just I do not like being around that many people, and especially in something like ugh, just thinking about it right now just make me hurl. Like I just it was oh, smeared God. too, man. It was smeared the booger. <laughs> I just went to Sacramento and coming back. There was so many tents and people like just on the homeless people and guys like taking shits on the side. But dude, it was oh god, dude, I can't handle stuff like that. I am a very clean person. I take like four to five showers a day. I just there's no way, dude. I could not survive in in city. I, I just don't. I'm not that type of person. Can't do it. Yeah, I'm cool for the most part, but in that. There's every once in a while, every once in a while, you walk into some place, it's grow it's 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 bad. But all right, you have anything else like on the vaccine or anything like that you want to talk about? You know, honestly, I, I I'm just gonna wait, and and you know, time will tell. Time will let us know what's gonna happen, um, what's next in our lives. Um, I'm not one of those people that thinks that every vaccine comes out is like you're getting chipped by the government or it's a fast conspiracy <laughs> yeah. where we're all getting our DNAs changing and we'll be fucking zombies. Like I, I, I refuse to believe that type of nonsense. That's QAnon shit. 
Well, yeah, but there's also certain religious groups that take that to such an extreme level where you're just like, that is just the most dumb thing I've ever heard in my life. But, you know, moving on from this, the only thing that worries me is the amount of uh, COVID relief that has been going around. Like, just, I, I worry for our economic state in the next five years. That's the one thing that I'm really worried about. They're talking I, about like I, us being in a bear market. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean by that? Uh, you can go ahead and explain. I think I know, but uh, I don't want to jump on and ask myself. So like, uh, what is it? Uh, like uh, stock market talk. Like stock market talk is very, it's almost, it's its own language. Uh, and uh, so um, you have bulls and bears. Uh, bulls are for the stock market uh, increasing in value. Bears are for the stock market decreasing in value. And so if you have a bullish market, it's a market that is going to be continuing to go up. Bearish market, it's, it's um, decreasing value over time and they're talking about from a whole bunch of different factors uh us potentially being in a bear market coming up here right now the stock market has gone crazy it's insane i i i can't i i have a hard time believing it's almost real honestly uh people have made significant money over this time yeah yeah significant money like the, the stock market in, was higher within a year after, like, basically crashing than it was prior. It's, uh, yeah. But I, I do understand what you're saying. It, it's worrisome for sure. Um, especially, you know, I didn't really learn about saving money until later in my 20s and I, you know now it's like i i make sure i have enough money to cover a huge expense and i see the value in that especially you know coming through this situation with covid you saw a lot of people take financial hits and crushing hits you know, losing jobs, not, you know, not, you learn the value of money and the value of saving things. And hopefully people have learned, you know, needs versus wants, you know, as far as what they're spending their money on. Is it a need? Do you actually need to have it? Or is it a want? You know, saving money, especially in, in times where you're not sure what is going on economically it's always wise to at least keep something you know there in case of an emergency and i saw like nearly 60 percent of americans can don't have enough money to cover a 500 hundred dollar expense that's That's been like that for and that's been like that for a while that's not recent that's been like that for a bit and so like increased Oh yeah, no. about it. But I mean, I I am I I don't have honestly the knowledge with regard to like like economic knowledge in order to talk about like our debt. Uh, it from a completely layman 
uh, standpoint, I did recently think about, I'm just curious how it affects us over time. Like can, are we not going to be at, at a certain point able to pay uh, for our debts? Um, so, I mean, if we put trillions of dollars out there like during this COVID thing, trillions. And so, We've like, been at trillions of dollars since 9-11, too. It's well, just yeah. compounding. Well, it's just increasing. But, right, I mean, if you, I've seen, like, charts of, like, our debt. And, like, you see, like, certain little bumps. So, like, you saw, like, the last, like, biggest bump in our debt was in, like, 2008 when we had that financial crisis. Uh, you see a bump. But when you compare it to what we've, what we've gone into just in the last year, it, it's a blip. It's nothing. Hey, hey dude. Hey, dude. I hear, like, I hear something. You're like I don't I don't hear it. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if it's on your end or if it's on my end. It's real loud. Are you still hearing it? Yeah, is it the way maybe things plugged in? I don't has it been going the whole time? No, I just started hearing it recently. I don't, I don't hear anything. It's not on my end. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's pretty significant. It's not. It's pretty significant. You're still hearing it. Not now. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I still hear it. It's still there. Are you on the internet at all? Well, you have to. We're streaming. No, not that. I mean, like, 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 like surfing. No. No. Okay. I know I have to edit this out, but I just like hear yeah. it. And see if I can stop it beforehand. I can. Lower the background noise if I hear it on my end. May not okay. even be on actual recording. Alright. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm worried about the... I'm worried about, I guess, like us going into significant debt. Again, like, when you look at it in comparison to the last financial crisis, the debt we've gone in one year... It's insane. It's 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 almost not even comparable. Uh, and we're gonna do another package coming up here. So Biden's gonna put another like one point or trying to do like another like one point nine trillion dollars out there. And they're talking about like uh, uh, potentially uh, forgiving like fifty grand worth of student debt. I mean, I have I. I would, we would benefit from that. Like, I would significantly benefit from that. But, like, at what point, I mean, like, you can't just, you can't just go in debt for forever. And at some point, like, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be too much. 
Okay? You're just not going to be able to pay basically the, the minimum payments on your, on your debt. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I avoid it until it becomes a problem. Avoid, <laughs> avoid, avoid thinking about it. Oh shit, we can't pay our bills. Um, that sounds like a future Nick problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they did that, like me and my wife would benefit significantly. It would be a hundred thousand dollars. They would basically do that's awesome. I like a hundred thousand dollars, like more in my pocket. Like, but I don't want to screw up my huh? you, you would benefit in the short term. You would not benefit in the long term because in the long term, it's coming out of your taxes for a longer period of time, and you're paying a higher percentage in your taxes. It doesn't. Uh, you can't cancel debt. It gets paid. It just gets paid in a different way. Well, yeah, it gets paid by somebody else potentially uh, as well. So it gets spread out across millions of people. Uh, I honestly think that canceling or like getting rid of student debt or at least a certain chunk of it, I think would have been a, I think is a good idea. But they've given away so much. They gave so much money to like huge businesses and stuff like that. Like that is just, you're, I, that money would have been better off, honestly, helping students out, which are millions of students. It was not, not even students; they're, they're, they're adults now. I know doctors that are in like their forties that are still paying off their fucking their medical debt. Like, it's not just like eighteen-year-olds; it's 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 adults that have been on their own and being productive members of society for quite a while. And and so, if you gave millions of people basically relief from that huge debt in some cases you would definitely help the economy because they would have money to put into the economy so it would have been more beneficial to do that than to give all these companies like significant like breaks significant amounts of money because you got to have more money in more people's hands if you put that same amount of money into fewer hands it doesn't go out into the economy as well. that's it, that's it. I'm not an economist and I know Forget more that sounds like a topic for another time because um, I could go I could banter back and forth with you on this but as far as COVID goes I, you know I think it benefits everyone to do their own research and good research, not that Wikipedia, book QAnon and uh, uh, conspiracy live theories or whatever. Yeah. Do your uh, own research. What is you that? Know, look One theory. Yeah. Bill, Bill Gates is trying to is trying to chip you and shit like that, like QAnon crazy crap. Wash your hands, eat clean, 
drink some water. You know, those all, it, it just little tiny things compound into big things. And I would, I would say get the vaccine if you're at a high risk. Get the vaccine, you know, when it's safe to get it. Not that it's not safe now, but I will wait. I'm going to wait just a little bit. Um, I tend to have really bad reactions to shots and vaccines, so um, I, I prefer not to get it right this second. You know, and if I do, I want to be able to contact my doctor because, I, again, I've, I've had so many adverse reactions that it it scares the life out of me. That one with the swine flu, that one screwed me up big time. That one hurt, and I want to pay attention the next time because I don't want that to happen again. I can't afford to lose 30 fucking pounds again. That was bad. Do you have anything else to add? No, no, I, uh, no, I, I, that works. I, I, I mean, yeah, it is your health. It is, it, it's your body. You know, you have to make decisions on how you treat it and what you do with it. Um, in the end, you're the only. In the end, at least with regard to your body yourself, um, you're the only one who has to live with you. Nobody else has to live with you. Uh, I think it's also important to consider the societal benefits. Uh, I mean, they talk about our herd immunity, which is basically a large enough amount of people are protected against something that the other people who aren't vaccinated against things can. Uh, it basically kind of ride on the coattails of the people that have been vaccinated. But in order to get to that point, many, 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 many vaccinated and protected. Oh, okay. Well, um, you know, I, I, I don't have anything more to say. I feel like we've covered just about every angle we can on this topic and you know like i said before i'm more reserved so it's definitely in the back of my mind to get a vaccine i'm not afraid to get it i'm definitely right there so like i'm sure my my job's already started to ask people if they're ready to get the vaccine so i'll definitely get it if i have to it's not a big deal for me but what would you say to those that are a little bit scared or maybe a little bit misinformed on the vaccine itself? Uh, let's, let, what do you think you, what's, what good advice would you give to those people that are really just not knowing what to do next? Well, I think, I, I think, I think you, you uh, talked about it before and I, I think that it is fair to uh to acknowledge and state that it's it's it is okay that if people are nervous about getting it i i i think that that's a legitimate fear um like just just coming kind of more from like a layman's perspective uh and 
also from uh, just a historical perspective. I mean, like uh, like African-Americans, their history, their uh, the history with them and doctors is not positive. I mean, so I mean, like you look at the Tuskegee experiments, uh, look at them with like uh, Henrietta Lacks. Uh, there is a negative history there, so I I, I understand hesitance to get it, um, but uh, I think that overall. I think that overall, basically everybody needs to get it. It's it's going the it's going to allow us to kind of get back to some semblance of normal. And based on the data that we have right now, it's a f- very effective vaccine. It's kind of amazing that we have the ability to to have it right now. And by all of us getting vaccinated, it will help us, again, get back to normal and help save thousands of lives. And so, although I understand everybody's hesitance, I, I really, I actually do, uh, even though I I want to get it uh, and I'm almost eager to get it, um, I do understand people's hesitance. Um, but I I think that I, th- I think we all kind of need to get this thing. If you're able to, if your doctor recommends recommends it to you, I, I think that you should get it. It will save. It'll save. Pe- it'll save a lot of people's lives. It'll protect the people around you. It'll protect yourself. Um, your loved ones. Yeah. It'll. It. It. it there's the benefits a, outweigh the risk. There's a lot of positive there. There's a lot of positive, and based on the the data that we're seeing not only like effective wise it's i mean like so the pfizer and moderna was like 95 percent effective um basically protecting you from the significant effects of covid and very little very few people having basically allergic reactions to it no nobody so far based on what i've seen recently has died from it anything any been hospitalized from it it was only just allergic reactions um and so yeah, I, I I think you guys should get it. Um, I, I it's a personal choice. I I, I don't I, I don't think everybody should be forced to get it. Some sick people will be forced to get it, like potentially like people like in the hospitals or something like that. Like, uh, but um, in circumstances that it, sh- it doesn't need to be, uh, I don't think it should be. But um, I I really think everybody I think everybody should get it just so we can we can help everybody. This is, this is a team effort. I agreed. You know, just about any vaccine that's ever came out in our, in our time period or in the periods before us, they all had the same situation, whether it was polio or, you know, other diseases coming out, you have to be willing to take the very small risks that's involved and helping mankind, especially if you want your kids to have a better future or the people around you to have a better future. If if you want to live in a world where you have freedoms, then you kind of have to put the 
the cons in a very small context and just go out and, and take the very small risk that's involved and with all of the benefits that can come along with it. You know, I personally, as much as I don't like getting medicine, I don't like getting shots. I'm not afraid to get it because I understand the benefits to them. So, you know, even if you're scared, it, it, what you could do to make you feel better is to realize that you're doing a bigger step for your friends, your family. If you want to stop wearing masks, this is the very small part of getting to that point of normality that we've had in our life that we don't have currently. Kind of what you were just saying, like uh, not not from a medical perspective, but like a lot of the times I think a lot of things in people's lives, we're not doing something for like for something that's larger than ourselves. This action is larger than ourselves. And so, and so, I mean, it's, 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 it's actually, you're actually, you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself and it's, <laughs> you actually get to take part in it. And it, that, that, that's not, uh, not everybody does that all the time or has the opportunity to do that all the time. And this is kind of one of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, it kind of brings that whole unity thing back into perspective. You know, if you're a person that wants to represent Black Lives Matter or be a part of like political movements, this could be like your tiny little part into the big scheme of caring for your, your, your American man or woman, you know, regardless of their race, color or creed. This could be your small part that you put in to kind oh, of yeah. help make a change in the right direction. Oh, and yeah. it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. You know, I, I feel like we'll come out of this really well, but I think a lot of people kind of need to drop the times like this. It's better not to read into all of the um, conspiracy theories and it's best to kind of tune out. And just do what you think is the right thing for humanity. And then mm-hmm. just kind of put it, put your whatever political agenda thing aside and just do what's right for human decency. Uh, yeah, that's how I would. Listen to your doctor, basically. <laughs> listen to your doctor. Uh, don't to listen to your doctor. I'll just say that. <laughs> for sure. Well, that, that about sums up our episode again we're sorry for the long time period that we haven't uh, been on but we're gonna be doing more episodes more frequently we're getting back into the swing of things um hope you guys have a good night and a good rest of the month enjoy you know your time you know go out and do your small part for humanity Do you have anything to say? No, I'm good. All right. Well, that'll do it. Thanks for another episode of Left Right of Center.